Fun feeling in the morning. Hey, you've downloaded the Stab Abbey and Matt podcast. You've made a wonderful decision today. We're not with you at the moment. We're currently out of office fishing for a gold nugget. You don't know. They might actually just start listening as soon as it's uploaded and we'll still be here. Yeah, but also that. Imagine if it's like eight o'clock tonight and they're listening and they're like, oh, damn it, they're still out there. Okay. <laughs> we, we went fishing. We are fishing. We will be going fishing. <laughs> do you ever like fishing, Manny? You don't like fishing, do you? Um, I don't not like it, but it's <laughs> not something where I would be like, oh, I might go fishing this weekend. Because mm. I don't know how to do all the fishing rods very well. I get Scotty to do it. Yeah. Uh, when... Actually, you do as well. <laughs> when, we're, <laughs> no. when we're camping and we go fishing, uh, it's really bad because <laughs> we've got little fishing rods for the kids mm. and they need to be tied up and I have to wait in line behind Jagger so Scotty can do my kids' fishing <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes well. I wonder what I'll he has because it's one of those things where we well, honestly were on a yacht mm. and next thing I know he's sailing it. I'm like, when did you learn to sail? Yeah. And then you do something else and you're like, oh, so you're a pro fisherman here. Like he's got one of those, not very skilled, just slightly with everything. Jack of all trades master yeah. I turn around, none. he's doing sign language with someone. You're mm. like, what, who are you? Mm. I have um, uh, made a decision this year though and yes. I'm trying to follow through with it. This summer I'm going to learn to water ski. By the end of summer I want to be able to confidently water ski. I've never done it. No, you, neither you've have done I. It before? I've only done it once. Were you good? Don't you just hold on? No, no it's, it's that's real. what you think. Yeah. And I thought the same thing. I'll yeah. be like, God, guys, just go, run the boat, yeah. run the boat. So what's the hardest thing? Is it the actual, because someone said that to me it's just the core. If you've got a strong core, once a boat goes and you'll yes. be able to hold yeah. it, then it's fine. The, it's not in the strength, it's in your core. The other thing is, is you you hold on. Once you get up, mm. getting up is actually not the hardest part. Oh. It's staying up. So you mm. get up. And then you're holding onto the rope. You always pull the rope into your chest. Mm. You think to that, but you actually are meant to let, like lean right lean back. back. Right. Um, so my my cousin has a ski boat, mm. and I've been out with him once, and they're all really good. Yeah, and I, I was the numpty. Yeah, and There's I'm like too many accidents. I don't want to be the numpty. So. Oh, my wife my used to do it a lot. Had growing so up, so many accidents. Where yeah. did she go here? Uh, the, well, there used to be um, Cable Ski World. Um, where you would go and they just like it was actually like you're on a crane and they shooting you around. But they're so not a, in the water though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like in a big lake. It's like almost like manufactured water skiing. But they used to be a pretty big place. Uh, but then there's Wyvernhoe Dam. Um, or you can do it on the river if you want. But her dad had a boat. Yeah. They used to go out all the time. Uh, all right. Well, we're about to go back live on air, guys, because we're um, recording this during the show. So um, we'll give you answers to Alpha Bucks in a minute. Okay. Here's uh, the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I didn't do this science, mm. but look, I'm bringing it to the table. And I feel like over my years, I have done research into it. So look back at your life of anyone that you might have dated or be friends with and see if this applies. Talking about features, body features and what they mean. Because Canadian um, psychologists, they've actually investigated um, into something. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they're one of, um, uh, they've won one of this year's winners of the IG Nobel Prizes for Wacky. But serious science, oh. and they have discovered. I love any- that wacky but serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've done it into thick, dark, and dense eyebrows. Oh, that's me. That that's is you. you. It's, well, it's technically an eyebrow, but I do pluck. Well, been getting a lot of ingrowns As long as lately. it's thick, dark, and dense, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna laser them for you. I've got a new machine. I'm bringing it in. It'll be fine. No, laser your brain. <laughs> It'll be fine. You would say no because it says about you mm-hmm. that uh, it's a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Yeah, giveaway for being a narcissist. 
Oh. Someone who is vain, entitled, superior, and ticks um, the survey options that say, I have a natural talent for in- influencing people, and I am a born leader. Can't believe they did a whole science <laughs> experiment just around me. <laughs> <laughs> so have a think. Wow, if you know guy. anyone with wow. big eyebrows, it's funny because then you look, at all, yeah, you look at all politicians, yeah. and often they have big yeah. eyebrows. Bert from Sesame Street, he's a narcissist. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Is, is being a narcissist always terribly bad though they've divided it into two different categories sometimes they they know that they're a narcissist and they still go forward with it and sometimes it can just be an ignorance and sometimes it can come from a sense of um low self-esteem yeah okay right not your case but (laughs) no so that's what i think like it's calling me a narcissist doesn't doesn't affect me the canadian psychologist yeah yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah. Or do they do other features? Yes. No. Oh, well, they haven't. There, but over oh, history, he's, they he's have. wondering if we're going to get to buck teeth. Is that what you're... Why? <laughs> yeah, why would that relate to him? <laughs> <laughs> how tall are you, actually, Maddie? Uh, I don't know. You don't well, know how tall you are? No, I don't. I've got it in feet or centimetres. You pick. Oh, so, oh, this is what's on my... And this was a total guess. You guys would know better. You're this such what, a narcissist that you just make it up. How do you not know how tall you are? I don't know. I put it... Oh, what's it say my drive? Oh, they don't have it on your I'm going to move on, okay? Anymore. While you do your little research out loud. 168? Um, would I be 168? Sure. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to suffer from depression then. Um, because if you're a short woman below 158 centimetres or if you're under 173 for a male, mm. you're more likely to suffer from depression and other mental health problems. Ooh, oh, depressed great. Narcissist. That's not a good combination. <laughs> what about? Let's look at, well, look I'm, at I'm big noses. Yeah, we'll look at big noses. Okay. Why are you asking Stav whether he wants to look at big noses? Do I have a big nose? I don't mind. Do we nah, just say you I have don't, a big you nose? Don't have a big nose. cute little button. Oh, okay, I'll look at button. butter noses. Cute little button. What do I have? You got a cute little button. They uh, so big noses. They've got a um, uh, the nostrils are really large. The size of the nose directly relates to the sense of power, drive, leadership, and ego, and desire to work independently. All right. Um, Yeah, so there you go. They've got a mind of their own, and they find it difficult to work under someone else's. They hate small talk. Ironic for a big nose. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Right. So there you go. As for um, the butter nose, Mm. they're saying that uh, women with the butter nose shape are imaginative, uh, they're particular caring, loving, optimistic. However, the butternose individuals are also known for their emotional instability. <laughs> Do you have a ding sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> ah, there um, you go. And buck teeth? I, I, I haven't got buck teeth. You really want to know about you, don't you? No, I've got baldness. Here you go, baldness. Um, if you're a bald man... <laughs> Um, you can take some solace. Uh, I tell you what, can't come here on your buck teeth. Let me check the baldness instead. I'm not bald. You can take you can take mm. some um, calmness in the fact that the American study has found that people that are follically challenged are also smarter, scoring an average four to five points higher in IQ tests. The egghead theory. Yeah, maybe because they're home studying while others are out. I don't know, no. but they're uh, the highest, so mm. that's really good. There you go. I got brown eyes. Anyone interested in brown eyes here? Yeah, I got brown eyes. Three of them. Uh, they are more fast-paced. They like fast-paced activities and their quick reaction times as well. There you go. Yeah. I'm a narcissistic, depressed ninja. <laughs> <laughs> a movie in that. Look at me go. Yeah. Big hips for women. Big hips for women tend to be more forgetful than their peers, according Ooh. to research. That's okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. So hips any- don't lie. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything in there about... Bo- bosoms. Yeah. 
Or is that not what well, they Well, the big it? hips also go with um, uh, and also uh, boost your chance of um, having... Having kids. Yeah, having kids. But they'll say that it's related to uh, breast cancer as well. Oh, that's a shame. Well, it's a happy one, isn't it? It is. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Done that one. Pep it up, everyone. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm actually really excited for you guys to have teenage children. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll be too old. I had kids later, so. Nah, it's all still the same. <laughs> it's still the same. So Then again, my husband's like a teenager now, so it's fine. That is true. I've got a lot of experience. <laughs> Professional uh, diffuser of mumbling as well. <laughs> I've got, got an 18-year-old at home. Mm. Um, and uh, as you know, it, it's been a tough year for, for teenagers, mm. and especially kids who left school. And it's going to be even tougher, I think, next year for the year 12s. Because there's not heaps of work around. Well, the first jobs that go are like hospitality and casual jobs, which are what they say school leavers get. So they're saying a lot of people have to move back with homie or they're not going to be able to move move out. out, But they don't have those casual jobs to go to. Yeah, so my my son um, has been studying. He did um, audio at uh, JMC and that just finished two weeks ago. He's done all of his assignments, and he did a really good job. To his credit, he worked really hard, did all of his assignments, didn't have to be pushed, and it's amazing when they're footing the bill for the education how inspired they can be (laughs) to actually complete it. Um, And he's got a part-time job at uh, Petstock as well. So he works there three days a week, and he was going to uni, um, you know, all the other days. But now he finds himself in a spot where the uh, uni stopped, and so he's doing his three days a week at Petstock, mm. and then the rest is just sitting on my couch, flicking through. Oh, it's through. your couch now, is it? Yes, so it, it is. was his house as well. No, no, oh, no, it's always been my couch. <laughs> That's why he, when he would say to me, what do I have to do that? I go, my house, my, my rules. rules. But you're, the difficulty you have, Matthew, yeah. is that you were a highly motivated young boy, and you're always go-go, trying to achieve. You had your goals. You're a hard worker. At his age, you had a, a girlfriend who had a baby, which was him. Yeah. So you were so motivated. And I think he's happy with the three days a week. Yeah, he's, he's loving it. <laughs> like, he's achieved, yeah. he's kicking goals. Oh, like, yeah. he's just finished. He's waiting for his results. He's got a career. <laughs> like, he's happy. And he's having a bit of chill time. Yeah. But you're like, work. what's your plan? Where's your motivation? What's happening next? Like, break. go, go, go. I think you just need to chill, mate. <laughs> oh, I am wow. going to jump this desk. Wow. I'm going <laughs> to get you. Yeah. So, it's, it's hard because whenever... I want to have a good relationship with him. I don't want yeah. to. I don't want him to. I don't want to be that dad that's always nagging, right? Mm. And that just always ends up where I'm at. But right. you're going to give yourself an ulcer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I I want him to live to his potential, mm-hmm. and this is what I always say to him. I go, "You have so much potential. Mm. Don't let laziness mm. dissipate it." So. Instead of doing the usual thing where I hound him mm. after I saw him on the couch all day yesterday, I, I said to him at two o'clock, I said, I want to have a discussion with you today mm. and it's a discussion you're not going to enjoy because it's around about, it's about you being motivated and doing more. Mm. When would you like to have that chat? Are you in a frame of mind today to have that? Right. Because I was like, rather than me just jump on him. When he gets angry at me, which inevitably he will, yeah. I can say no at 2.05. I checked with it. you that you were okay with it today. Have you ever been all right when Esther's done that, though? When she's like, hey, just so you know, we need a serious chat. Let me know when you're ready. She doesn't do that. No. Because guys don't enjoy it. No, no. I'd move out. So I, 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 
<laughs> you can't on 80 bucks a week, though, mate. Because uh, <laughs> what I have learnt from talking to a guys, you uh, can't go, hey, we're going to have to serious chat, you won't lie. You've apparently got to do it when you're moving. So maybe you should take him, like, mountain bike riding and do some, like, boy stuff together. Yeah, I bought him a bike he hates. Oh, he hates okay. That. Now, <laughs> so this is the this is the problem is yesterday mm. he spent nine hours on his phone. Right. So we went through and he got, and look, I probably push it too far because I went back a month on the daily usage. He's he's averaging six hours a day on his phone. Are you still paying phone. for the bill? No, he pays, pays for, his, for pays his own phone. Right. He does that. And look, he, does, he doesn't pay rent because he... D- doesn't earn enough to do that yet, and we always agreed that we would not, um, in the first couple of years of leaving school, force him to do that. Mm. And I don't have a problem with him not paying rent, but what I think is going to be hard is, um, and this is for any parent who's got a kid graduating the next couple of years, especially with the way things have been after COVID, it's really important to get out of the house. Mm. You've got mm. to go and... Um, I don't know whether you go go and mow some... You find a hobby. Yeah, or, or go mow a lawn for someone down the street or something. If he had plans just... next year of what he was going to do for study, you'd actually feel more comfortable, wouldn't you? Absolutely. But it's because he doesn't really yeah. know. But is he gonna, has he got a plan to use what he learned at JMC? Because that's why he went, essentially. Totally. Yeah. Totally, yeah. And that's he wants a, to be a rapper, though, right? Yeah, he wants to be a music producer. Yeah. And, that's, and I'm fine with that. But mm. And, you know, the dad thing is, I'm like, mate, that's your hobby until you can pay the bills with it. He's like, but I need time to make beats. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but you also got plenty of time to get more work. So it's a really hard position to be in. And I, you know what also is sad about it mm. is you see an adult version mm. of that tiny little kid but yeah. you never, like, you saw them and you're like, it's so far away that they're going to grow up and be an adult and they have to have that conversation. I looked at photos of him and it, he's such a young kid and they were, like, five years ago. Mm. T- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a really difficult conversation to have because I actually was sitting there last night when I was talking to him, I'm like, if I could click my fingers and make you six again, that would be easier than this right now. <laughs> Just focus on your other one and the six-year-old now. <laughs> well, and then I'm thinking he's going to grow up and be like that and be like, well, Ethan got to watch his phone, so why can't I watch my phone? <laughs> oh, God. Gold Logie winner. Georgie Parker. Georgie Parker. Georgie Parker. Oh, yes. Gold Logie winner. Say that as many times as he can, even at the airport. Uh, we're just looking for Gold Logie winner Georgie Parker. Your flight is late. She's on with us this morning. <laughs> Hi, Georgie. <laughs> Hi mate, how are you? Good. Does it, does it feel nice to still to hear that? Like everyone always likes to talk about it. Well, I mean, I well, it's not a topic of conversation. I must admit, but it's nice when I do interviews because they usually mention it. Mm. Where oh, is yeah. the, where is the gold logie? <laughs> where uh, where have you kept them? Oh, it's in the house somewhere. My husband's got an actor award for um, screenwriting, so they're next to each other. They're, they're making out. <laughs> <laughs> making little tiny awards. <laughs> uh, the all-new Monty, guys and girls, it returns 7 o'clock yeah. uh, Sunday on 7. Um, all these celebrities getting their kid off. They are the bravest people, I would say. Yes, they sure are. I tell you, it's a, it's a very hard thing to say yes to, and you say yes for all the right reasons, and it's not until you start... Learning the routine and, you know, Todd says, and this is where you take your shirt off <laughs> and this is where you take your pants. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you can see that realisation on all of their faces and everyone processes it differently because, you know, if you've said yes because your mum's, you know, um, ha- you know, been diagnosed or you've had an experience mm. with it, it's, it's very personal. And then you 
I mean, you know, but the whole point is, you know, you're talking to me because women are getting nude. So that's really good because it's all about raising awareness for breast cancer to get yourself checked. How many times do they have to say that, though, as a pep talk? Like, just remember it's for charity and then you take off your top and just, you know, remember it's for charity. Is that said a lot as a bit of a pep talk? Well, I think, um, look, I've got to say, when you're dealing with breast cancer, it's a very real occurrence for a lot of people. Everyone knows someone who's had it. Mm. And not everyone gets a great outcome. And, you know, people lose their lives. Mm. So what we're trying to push is that if you feel a change or if you're of a certain age, you must get yourself checked because mm. early diagnosis is the key to success. So that's the whole message of the story. So, look, sometimes we do have to revisit that. But more often than not, we're talking about why, you know, why they're reluctant to, and it's, I mean, it's pretty clear, you don't want to be sexualized, mm. and you don't want to sexualize yourself, but, um, you know, getting nude shouldn't be about being sexy, it should be about freedom, and, uh, I mean, you know, so the boys certainly feel that. I mean, I'm sure, I know that they have their own, you know, their own vulnerabilities around that, but, you know, men getting their kid off is something that's like, yeah, and women getting their kid off is like, oh, my God. It's, it's gotta <laughs> so be, true. It's got to be that one cast member, though, that's all for it. We're like, we're not taking oh, our pants off the yet. Absolutely. <laughs> Fiona, Fiona O'Loughlin was not a blushing bride, and, um, and Patty Newton was like, yep, let's do it. And, you know, and they're, they're women who have had, you know, significant challenges in their life, and they have gotten through them with the sheer perseverance and strength of character and I, I think there's something to be said for that so I don't know it's really it's like everyone who says yes is a is a bloody hero mm, I've got to say well one person that came yeah, out is um, all of Ash yeah. Pollard said that she came out and she found out that she was pregnant during it so she was trying not to throw up and people must yeah. have thought it would have oh, been nerves yeah. I mean I'm so sorry that she couldn't share it I mean and I totally understand why she couldn't because I I had to work through an early pregnancy and it's it's Really hard because you feel like, you know, the proverbial. Um, and, um, but, you know, I'm so overjoyed for her. But, yeah, she, she did look at, like a deer in the headlights a few times. But she's, she's fantastic. She's hysterical. Um, and, you know, good on her. I mean, God, can you imagine doing that? Taking your clothes off when you're, like, three months pregnant. <laughs> We're on with Georgie Parker, of course. Sunday uh, 7 is where you can see the all-new Monty guys and girls. Um, the producers have told us here, you, you've, you've done some commercials, you know, over your acting career. You did one for Equal Sweetener. Yep. And I always wonder, yeah. with because that's how a lot of actors, you know, they do start out doing commercials. And oh, then God, yeah. And yeah. Every, everyone knows you. You're a household name now. Um, do, what is some of the brands that you've said, no, I'm so sorry, my face cannot cannot be a part oh of your God. product? Oh, my God. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, so no, I think no, I'm like hemorrhoid cream. You just said yes, yes to everything. Oh, I'd, I'd say yes to that in a flash. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, um, um, I don't. I think I might have said no to alcohol at one stage, mm-hmm. but I I can't remember. I actually can't remember. Right. I have no idea. But you know what? There'd be some choice ones out there. But that, you know what? Actors now with the climate now, everyone is like, just give me a commercial. Yeah, man. give me a job. Yeah. Right. Because it's dire, yeah. And especially those commercials you said, it's called like dirty money, you get paid more for it. So that's why people are like, hey, I've got yeah. experience, oh, give yeah. it to me. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you can be doing theatre and getting eight shows a week yeah. and you can do a whole run and half a day on an ad will be the whole, will be more than the yeah. whole run. So, I mean, it's so, it's, there's no equity with it all. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, right, there you go. Mm. Um, yeah. We've seen a lot of shows come back, like McLeod's Daughters and whatnot. There's a whole sort of a wave of yeah. nostalgia coming. Would we see like a, a country practice or All Saints, one of the you know hugest oh. shows in our history, like doing a comeback? 
I, I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, I, I love the fact that the Rafters is coming because mm. that's a real, that's a really, you know, um, co- you know, sort of, I, I don't know. It's just a really good addition, and I think those characters have more to say. Um, I, I think you know, Terry, Terry could be mulling around somewhere. I would love to see what Terry's like now. Mm. You know, because she went away and she looked after, she raised Mitch's child, and. Yeah, I don't love to, yeah, you know what, if there was going to be a, a, you know, a revisit of a character, I would love to revisit Terry. No, I think people would love to but see that's it. that's not, oh God, but yeah, I would love to, because she was such a great person, but um, I'm pretty ensconced in Rue at the moment, so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> doing the home and away <laughs> you know, you never know, do you? Well, that's it, as you said, if there's a paycheck, let's get it on, Georgie, let's do it. <laughs> uh, hey, great to talk to you this morning, the all new Monty guys and girls Thanks, that return mate. Sunday, 7 o'clock on 7. Thanks for your time this morning. Pleasure. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dad bought this place 15 years ago for a steal. It's worth almost as much today as when we bought it. How's the serenity? So much serenity. I don't know about you guys, but I click on these stories and I want to hear more because you hear them. This got... is about what the best pasta is to cook in under five minutes. Ooh, Do you really click on those? Oh, God. The greatest detergent of all time. No, how someone started a $12 million real estate empire while working as a teacher. Yeah, right. click that for shizzle. So a real estate expert, we've got Lloyd Edge on. How did you first get into real estate and how much were you earning? How much was I earning? Well, I was earning about $50,000 a year at the time. Uh, not, not much of an income at all at the time. And what was your first property and how did you get the deposit then? Yeah, so I, I actually saved up uh, really savvy. So uh, my first property was a one-bedroom apartment in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I basically uh, didn't eat very much. So I was living on ice cream cones, so really saving. Um, but I also didn't actually go on any overseas holidays or buy any new cars or anything like that. So I tried really, really hard. Um, through my 20s uh, to save for that first deposit because, uh, you know, it was really sort of really hard to get into that uh, that property market at the time. Uh, so, and I uh, made sure that the first property I bought was quite a cheap one as well that I could afford on a small deposit. Mm. So it is about, so you do hear these stories and if you can sacrifice, you can save money. It's but, because the boys and I always get annoyed when we read an article and we want to know if the parents gave them the deposit. Yeah. <laughs> so when, so when you hear this, you're like, oh, yeah, you can do it, but you need to make sacrifices. Is it hard, though, Lloyd, as a, a man in his 20s tr- trying to obviously, uh, I'm guessing, find a partner, and I'm going to assume a woman, um, when, you're, when you're being a bit of a stinge, is it hard to, <laughs> to woo someone? Um, well, maybe, and that's probably why I, you know, I didn't get... Um didn't really get married until I was sort of in my late thirties, really. So yeah. when I was uh, when I was in my twenties, yeah, I probably wasn't really attracting um, women at the time. But maybe a little bit later on, I did. But uh, but yeah, look, it is, guys, it is all about um, sacrifice. It can be done. But if you if you want to go out and you know have smashed avocados on toast every morning at cafes and <laughs> and buy the latest shiny objects like a lot of people do, then it is hard to get ahead. And uh, you do need to make those sacrifices so that later on uh, you can enjoy those. Uh, you know what comes with having a you know a bit of a portfolio of investments there. How can people save money at the the moment? Because everyone's scared that if they're not suffering right now, and a lot of people are, that they are going to be in the near future with our employment rate and officially in a recession. How can people save on their repayments at the moment? Yeah, like it's really important with um, with repayments. Uh, I think uh, when you've got a mortgage at the moment, setting up an offset account. Now, most banks do offer 
offset accounts with the loans. An offset account effectively means that you, any money you put in there, it comes against the interest. So it actually pays down the principal. So that, that can actually save you money on your mortgage over the long term. And it's quite amazing. You've got a 30-year loan and you've got a couple of thousand dollars even sitting in the offset account. That can actually take a few years off the loan over the long term. Uh, the other thing uh, I would suggest is, is people do talk to different lenders uh, and try to ask for lower interest rates because it is a competitive environment. So don't, don't be don't be set on just the interest rate you're getting offered at the moment because today's low interest rate environment. Uh, there's all sorts of great deals you can actually get out there, but you, you simply just need to ask. We're talking to Lloyd Edge. He's a real estate expert. He's got a $12 million real estate empire, and he did it all starting off as a, as a music teacher. Um, we talked about before about getting that deposit together and saving. What was for you, what was the probably the stingiest thing that you did to save money? You know, I I remember I'd actually go to um, Vinnie's and buy a second-hand mattress uh, uh, for my bed, so I wouldn't go and spend. And the thing is, I did have a fair bit of money in the bank for, you know, that I was saving, but instead of going and spending a few hundred dollars on a mattress, I'd actually go and spend $50 on a mattress that was a second-hand mattress that mm-hmm. people might see as a bit, you know, a bit disgusting. But for me, that, that was just cheap. Uh, I could save money. Um, and that was a little bit stingy, and I guess that's not going to attract uh, your women, and now, now I probably didn't have any women in my 20s for that reason either. Well, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't tell them. You're not going to go, hey, babe, check out my second-hand mattress I got I can, from, from Vinny. You did answer the question whether you're single. Um, now you're, you're happily married, do you still spend like you're saving? Like, are you still quite skingy, or now you've got the properties, you're like, no, 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 I can now to splash cash? I'm actually quite, yeah, I'm actually very frugal and I always have this, uh, it's a bit of a running joke with my wife because, uh, you know, I wouldn't need to go and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a property, but I won't spend $20 on a t-shirt for myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, um, I, do, I do invest, uh, so, I, but I basically reinvest, uh, the money that I get. So, uh, I do spend money from that perspective, but for me, it's about having a return on the money. <laughs> do you have a budget, a family budget? We do have a family budget. Uh, which I think is really important for everybody to really have a budget. And I think that's probably one of the tips I could give to people when they're certainly when they're starting out is to to really know where all your money is actually going. Mm. One of the things that banks look for when they're assessing a loan these days is all your spending habits. So they'll actually look to see what sort of um, money you're spending on Netflix um, mm. subscriptions and um, how much you're eating out and whether you're getting Uber Eats and all that kind of stuff. So Poor Netflix really and Avocado. To... They get such a trashing in these sort of chats, don't they? It's all Netflix and Avocado's problems that we can't well, afford houses. I was really surprised when I went to the bank and they wanted to see my PayPal account and I was like, hang on, no, no, no. that's private. But Ooh. you forget they're a business that are loaning you money. So I, I think previously they never used to take it all into consideration. But now as is, it's everything like eBay and your PayPal and... Uh, like a few years ago, they didn't really take that into account. And mm. it really comes back to only, only the last couple of years, particularly because I had the Disney World Commission in 2018, just two years ago. There's a few things that came out of that, and it's really made the lending environment a little bit tougher. All right. Well, uh, Lloyd Edge, you're a real estate expert. You've got $12 million worth of property behind you, and you did it all starting out as a music teacher. So anyone can do it. Um, mate, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your uh, wealth of uh, knowledge this morning. Great. Thanks so much for talking to you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, we play Alpha Bucks every day, 7 and 8 a.m. $10,000. Here are some answers to make it easy to win. 7 a.m. is hot dogs, and at 8 a.m. it's Daffy Duck. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab versus Matt in the great Brisbane Fishing Mission. We drop the gold with the fins, and you get the wins. Oh. oh. 
It's fishing day, boys. So we are going to drop a gold nugget. I'm going to drop a gold nugget. It's going to be really hard, but I'm going to do it. Into the Brisbane River in a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. You guys have a magnets. Maddie's is weak. Yours is strong. Yes. You're going to pull it out, and whoever wins will get the glory, and we'll also give away prizes on their behalf. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, someone will win the gold nugget. If we don't find it, then we will keep this gold nugget for the show until a worthy cause comes along, uh-huh. mm-hmm. as decided by myself and Siobhan, our producer. All right. I'm going to wear a Broncos jersey while I do it today, I've Why decided. Would you do that? Because he's going to lose. Well, no, you no, can no. wear a Lions if you want. I got one here. <laughs> because I think uh, the odds are against me, yeah. as yeah. they have been for the Broncos all year long. And how has that worked? And I them? think if I win, if I win in the jersey yeah. today, yeah. Yeah. then they may win their last game tonight. Okay. That's okay. Just, it was just, I was thinking it out last night. Yeah. I was like, someone, okay. someone in a Broncos jersey is going to achieve something but, great. Today. I'm going to move on from the Broncos. We've got the gold nugget worth $2,000. And can I just say, it is so pretty. Can I it's see it? gorgeous. It, I mean, if you were going to give it, you'd be looking like it's fake. And I was saying to my brother about it, and he's big into gold yeah. and silver. Okay. Like he's buying them now. He he's he's one investment. of those people where he's like, Did you hear about these shares? Mm. Oh, yeah. We well, you know Kate Langbrook, mm. uh, when I worked with her, she came into work <laughs> one afternoon and said, Oh, yeah, I'm just back from. My vault. It's like, what do you mean, your your <laughs> vault? She goes, ah, uh, she met this um, uh, investor guy, uh, and she was like, his whole thing is take all your money out of super, yeah, and they put their money from super into gold. Right. So, her and her husband have taken all their money. I don't know whether they've changed it now, but at the time, and yeah. she can go and visit her the bars gold? of gold wow. in a vault, and she goes like the movies, goes down, yeah. shows ID. They can go down, they can look at it. She bought one of them in mm. one day. It's just to a show currency, us. isn't it? Well, essentially, yeah. But it's also a resource, so it doesn't um, go down in value because it's getting less and less of it. But yeah. it does go up and down. Yeah. That and the yeah, like, you can see. Can like we anything. just say that we have no, no experience with this? We're mm-hmm. not financial advisors. No, not at all. So I'm just telling you a cool story about how uh, Kate said to me I can come and visit her gold with her one but day. But I would like to hear other cool stories. So, like, what, what are people investing yeah, in? Yeah, because a friend of mine has invested, and I think this is extraordinary here, his parents handed to him Penfolds. When he turned 18, they handed him Penfolds bottles that they had been collecting since the 70s. Yeah. And they buy one every year. Wow. And he's still buying it. So whenever they move home and they were renting and it was just such a crap box, but it had this special room and it always had padlocks and it was all set up for his Penfolds wines. He's got them insured. Mm. What would they, what do they be worth, do you reckon? Well, I don't know. She said that he yeah. has been telling everyone that they'd be able to, they'd be able to pay off half their house. Mm. Oh, that's good. But then again, you're, I mean, you can only sell it by someone willing to yeah, buy it. Have it. But yeah. because he's got all the collection, and they're saying that it will go down dramatically if he misses a year. Yeah, right. How hard if you, how hard is it though if you're having a party and you run out of wine, <laughs> and in the back of your mind, you know the mm. do you want to hear what it is? So it's got there. a padlock, and it's got two padlocks, and his parents have a key oh, wow. in a different location, like a and nuclear. he's got a key. So you wow. need both keys. You to need open both it. keys. So because that has been a situation before, it would it'd be hard not to. Come it? on, Lockie, just, just open one bottle. Oh, look, when Rory turns we'll eighteen, replace and... it tomorrow. <laughs> when Rory turns eighteen, and I give her my collection of Phantom comics that are priceless. But have you read them though? Because apparently you're not allowed to open them and touch them with your fingers. Oh, you can. I mean, <laughs> as read by Stav Davidson, radio star of Brisbane. Brad in the Rainbow, what are you investing in? Yeah, you know, we've got uh, lots of different cryptocurrencies and uh, mainly Bitcoin. Is it still a thing? Because I thought all that 
kind of crash? Has it gone up and down dramatically? It goes up and down, but that's the that's the beauty of it. You buy buy low, sell high. Mm, yeah. Didn't we buy Bitcoin a while ago? No, we, we were going into to. It. Remember, someone gave me the fifty dollars. Who's the host of Ninja Brad, Warrior? Brad, ben Fordham. Ben, ben Fordham yes. gave me fifty dollars to invest in Bitcoin. To invest, and then he wrote on it, and then uh, it was at my house, and then Scotty bought a case with it. <laughs> Broke oh. it in case of emergency. <laughs> When was that? When was that? Oh, uh, it wasn't very it high. It was when it had crashed. It, had, it was crash times Stop and we it. were going to buy it. It was when it was really high. We couldn't afford it. It was only $50. What would it be worth now, Brad? Now it's worth uh, about 10, 10 grand wow. USD. <laughs> wow. But, our, but for... our, our initial investment was yeah. about five grand yeah, and we, five pulled grand. Out about, we pulled out about 60 along the way. Right. Look at you. You're thinking my 50 was going to give us 10 grand. Worth well, if, if we had to put the 50 in, what would we be able to cash it out at today, Brad? Oh, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to have a look, mate. But, um, but a lot, right? A lot more than 50, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Wow. He you better have enjoyed that beer. <laughs> that better, that better been the best tasting beer he's ever had in his life. <laughs> um, Ashley in South Brisbane, what's your uh, wacky investment? So my partner actually invests in sneakers. Oh, oh yeah. Do yeah. they wear them at all? Um, no. Right. Once they're worn, they're kind of... You're yeah, not good to bored. go. I mean, who wants to wear something else that's yeah. been on somebody else's foot? Um, but yeah, he um, purchases hard to source sneakers mm-hmm. um, and they skyrocket in price. So, yeah. What are has they worth? Has um, he sold any of them yet or is he still collecting them? Um, both. Right. So, um, some of them are like um, really hard to source and he'll hold on to them for a couple years and mm. they'll just keep going up and up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so predominantly, like, Nike shoes, like Jordan and um, the SB Dunks and stuff. So yeah, it's there's a, a whole, whole subculture, a whole isn't it? Yeah, I saw it. There's yeah, a documentary on Disney Plus with Jeff Goldblum. He goes, and there's, like, conventions, okay. and you go down and you yeah. swap shoes and How stuff. How much do you oh. think it's worth now, his collection as is, Ashley? So he has recently told me that his collection is currently worth about $80,000. Right. Right. How much has he spent, though? What do you reckon he's made? I don't think he's honestly told me how much he's spent. Yeah, I, I, hate it it he <laughs> I hate it when he's like, I, I spent think... 70000 yeah. <laughs> It's worth it. Um, yeah. And most, most girls are going, 80 grand's worth of shoes. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> hey, babe, you know that 100 grand I borrowed? I turned it into 80 grand worth of sneakers. <laughs> how good is that? Yeah. We're going to retire it up. Anastasia Palaszczuk insisting she won't be bullied into opening the borders. Yeah, they said they might consider it at the end of next month, just after the election, to open all the borders. But uh, I just want to know on 131060, what links have you gone to to catch up with someone? Because you're not doing anything wrong, but South Australian borders are opening today to New South Wales. Mm-hmm. They've said that there's been no community transmission for 14 days in New South Wales, mm-hmm. so they're happy to open. So my friend messaged me, and she lives up here in Queensland. Her hubby is down in Sydney, but in CBD, I think he's building a hotel there. Right. Okay. So he couldn't get work here. He's gone down there, and he normally flies back on the weekends, and she, they haven't seen them for so, for so long, hasn't seen him, and the, like, the, the four kids haven't seen him. Wow. So they're flying to Adelaide today. So they're meeting up in Adelaide. So they're going to stay to there. see each other. Yeah. Wow. And they're not doing anything wrong because you're no. allowed to fly no. to, to Adelaide and New South Wales are allowed to. And wonders for Adelaide's tourists. So they're going to stay there. But it's, it does just feel like so many people are desperate to see loved ones and mm. they can't do that two-week quarantine because it's so expensive. Mm. So they're having a bit of a holiday. It works in well with school holidays well, as well. Weren't a few people going to... ACT. Yeah. But or AC- Darwin? 
yeah, Darwin, but you've got to quarantine. Right. But they were like, once you quarantine, you can go anywhere. But the ACT is going to be opening up from tomorrow. So a lot of people will book t- trips there from Queensland. Ooh. Doesn't really make sense, though. So Queensland's shut off to New South Wales. Yes, a couple, oh, but a couple open, of towns yeah, yeah. like Byron but and that have opened Sydney. up. Yeah. 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 But so he can't come from Sydney to Queensland no. without quarantining. Yep. But he can go to Adelaide and yep. someone from Queensland can go Me. and do a lot of stuff and possibly get it if they've got it and then bring it back, no questions asked. Well, there's no there's no numbers in South Australia and there hasn't been, like they said, community transmission yeah. in New South Wales and there's no election in either of those places, so mm. it's been a bit easier. So uh, <laughs> the government's trying to keep Queenslanders away from Sydney people, but they can just go to another state and see them. Well, yeah, that's what she was... Yeah. But, why, but, but it's why nothing, not just I may say a loophole, but they're not doing anything wrong. No, loopholes aren't illegal. It's just yeah. a work around. Yeah. 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 It's And that's where it's kind of like... Wherever you stand on the border thing, that's besides the point. But now it kind of feels like, well, if you can just go to Adelaide or the ACT and meet up with people who you're not meant to mingle with, mm. then why, why are we doing the doing the do? Do you reckon it seems even like um, nicer to see them because it feels like they're doing something wrong? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's like yeah. when you're first dating someone who you know your family don't like, and there's that like nice thing <laughs> well, about could, sneaking off somewhere. Yeah, but have a think of her though, because she was like, I don't know how many bedrooms we should get because I want to find a cheap place, mm. but De- I haven't seen. Two. I haven't seen him for so long, but they got four kids. Yeah, <laughs> six bedrooms, hire <laughs> two two hotels, yeah. two hotels. You can pop in on them; they'll be fine. But they've um, been suffering without seeing yeah. their dad. Of course, of course, yeah. they have. Like and so of course, many families. The amount of people that will do this is way less than the amount of people that if they open the borders will stream on, on in. So. so you reckon they know that people are going to do it, but oh, yeah. it's like yeah. it's not going to cause issues. Yeah. I guess as soon as there is a, a transmission issue, then mm, shut they'll shut down. down. Yeah. So yeah. there is also um, one of the girls here at work, one of her friends, um, their partner, they're meeting up in Byron. So oh, yep. she can drive to Byron. He He's working in Sydney, mm-hmm. which has declared a hotspot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're going to drive to Byron, have a great week. So he can fly. There. Oh, because he can go to Byron. Yeah, he can, he's he can within New South Wales. Byron, yeah. So. Oh. It's, see, this, it's so strange. And you know, they all so say. So we can go to Byron. We can go to Byron now. Yeah. Why? And I can Who do you know in Sydney? <laughs> I've got lots of my friends in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And we so, were thinking about where we were going to go at the end of the year, but. Byron Bay. Bada bing, bada boom. Hemsworth hmm. Town. They're my friends I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we wanted to know, though, are you one of those people who are loopholing it with this? As ridiculous Have as it is. Have you had to go to the extremes for yeah. catch-up? Yeah, so you either go to the ACT or you go into South Australia. You're taking or, the kids across the Alps while you're singing songs. Yeah, or, or maybe you can you can go and meet up with some people um, in Ballina yeah. or whatever. Is it true that if you've got a private jet, you can still go overseas? I would or imagine so. Look, if we have a listener with a private jet, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> we, we I mean, you're all lovely people and hardworking people, but I can't imagine anyone going to work right now listening to this show. We is have, the owner why? Of a private we have jet. listeners that have private jets. Boys. Todd and Scott. <laughs> Avcare, remember? We went out there, we hung out, we palled around with them. They were lovely. They were They're lovely. Yeah. yeah. And they listen all the time. They have us on in the jet. <laughs> you're such a liar. They have us on I in the jet. I think we called them. Yeah, and we told then. us we're big friends. No. They they flew with One Direction. Right? Yeah. No one listening to this show owns a jet. No one. Have care if anyone's listening. Learning ten Yeah, but they don't own it. I'm saying private. No, they own no, they private own jets. It. They own they the private own. jets. Right. Yeah. Well, if I can go to their house and they go, he's my Tirana, he's my Corolla, he's my jet. Yeah. Well, they That's keep it. it at the airport. It's just convenient. Yeah. Well, maybe they got a house at the airport as well. I don't know. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Xenox Diamonds, where you can share your love story to win a $10,000 engagement ring. Stab versus Matt in the great Brisbane Fishing Mission. We drop the gold with the fins and you get the wins. Oh. It's happening today. The gold nugget is going to the Brisbane River. I'm getting a bit nervous, but you guys have the magnets to fish it out. We do. As you would have known if you've been following this uh, brilliant story, um, Stav has a magnet that works. I do not. I still feel like I could win this thing. Sure. Okay. Uh, one person that said right. that we would never, ever do it. Fire um, odds is what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. Is Paul Burt, the host of Step Outside on 7. You said that we're never going to do it, but we're going ahead with it, Paul. So how is today looking on the water? It's all... I've got Gilligan's Island playing in the background, guys. <laughs> and, and, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they set sail on this three-hour journey that never really evolved. Look, today I think you're, in, you, you're going to have a really good... Um, you're going to have the, the, the gods are on your side. Oh. You've got great weather. Mm-hmm. You've got a morning run outside right now, sort mm-hmm. of tick, tickering onto the low. I think you might be in for a chance. Ooh, low tide, Ooh, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Low so tide, no wind, therefore mm-hmm. there's no ripples on the surface. It'll be like a sheet of glass out there at mm. the moment. The Brizzy River's um, looking um, absolutely magical. You that means, Stav, if it's only, if it's low tide, mm. that means it's only 400 metres Four, deep. Like not 300. Six, not Did you, 600. Yeah, yeah. 600 metres deep is what Stav thought the river was. At its deepest, Paul. Well, well, from the top of the big buildings, it's about 400 metres down. But, <laughs> thank, thank you. As close as it from gets. the top of the Queensland government building to the bank, it's <laughs> 600 what he meant. metres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I meant from here, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that one's going to haunt me. Yeah, I did say oh, the no. boys, so it's going to be a hot day, isn't it? So it's like look sunscreen. At, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, put on the sunscreen and, and put on everything that you can because we're going to be in for an absolute gorgeous day. Tops mm. of 28, but, you know, that morning tide change, uh, there's not a lot of current. So there's we, we have a small tide at the moment. High mm-hmm. tide's around 2 o'clock up the, uh, the the back reaches of the Brizzy River. So we're going to see a little bit of push coming through, but the good news is the water will clear up a little bit more than what it is now. So okay, great you might news. have that sort of luck on your side. Ooh. So, uh, you know, you could be seeing a little bit more depth. Paul, it's not going to happen. But let's just say, hypothetical, that the boys can't find it. And for mm. my backup... Does not succeed for some reason Abby, to be Abby's able to retrieve to... the river. Yeah, is right. it not looking good in a couple of days for the tide? Is it going to pick up the weather? No, I, 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 I look. You know, it, yeah, it does. It changes. It's going to move forward forty-five minutes every day. So, mm. you know, as we head into the weekend, we're going to be seeing some pretty good conditions. Um, mm-hmm. Really cold on on uh, Saturday night. Westerly winds, mm-hmm. so that could just drop it down. In fact, that might change the, um, the I guess the, the the rhythm or the way the magnets move. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that. <laughs> that could go against you guys. I still, I'm still highly doubtful. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, yeah, well, thank mate, you. Though. So Appreciate this is the that. thing, Paul. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I reckon there's a fair chance yeah. tomorrow morning yeah. we're going to be holding a press conference and apologising <laughs> to the people of Brisbane, but also giving them hope for the fact that. We could create a whole new sport here no, of no, people no, no. in Brisbane who are going to go look for this gold nugget. We're not going to apologise. This, this might be a whole still, industry. We're still going to go back with Brisbane River. You mm. get what you get. So you don't I get upset. It. So we're yeah. still going to fall back on that. Actually, this could be great for tourism here because everyone calls it the Dirty Brown. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we could just start calling it the Golden Snake. Oh, instead. the Golden River. You know, the Golden River of Brisbane. <laughs> I like it. Imagine that. It'd everywhere. be like the new Ballarat. Get your yeah, get your pants. <laughs> get your pants. I was doing that on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well. we'll 
we'll get. I've just paid into Gold Nuggets Brisbane River, so when that comes on air, yep, totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. You know where the bloody hell are you? The golden, the golden river, the gold ready for panning. Two There's <laughs> <laughs> gold in that there river. Oh, the Gold you know, Coast to be wiped off the map. <laughs> I, I get in trouble on my TV show, Step Outside, when I put a soft plastic to catch a flathead in the water by the greenies. You guys have put a treasure chest in the river. Yeah, we're trying not to. We're trying to. No, yeah. no, no. We, I had to find a way of getting it. So we, we can't litter. So I have to make sure I can retrieve it. Okay. And Paul, and? Uh, and, gold, and is a, gold is a natural resource, so we're actually we're putting, putting it, it back, back into the earth. <laughs> Unlike you, who've taken a manufactured petroleum product, Paul. <laughs> It's made by vegetable uh, matter, therefore it does break down after 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, mate, thank you so much for all your expertise along the way. Welcome. You helped us get the um, the right weight that we need to sink it. You've given us all the weather, mm-hmm. and tomorrow we may need you back on to go and find it for us. So thank you so much for all your help. I'll have the dive gear ready, and, uh, yep, fingers crossed it all goes well, guys. All the best. Thank, all right, you. thank you. Abby leaves the building in 20 minutes. 20 minutes to go drop this nugget off, and then we go fishing, baby. Will we find it? Will we not? I'm nervous now, actually. Oh, what did I say? Yeah, she does it all well, the time. I'm just saying. It's not a good idea, I guys. I don't think we should do this. No, no, we're doing it. I just said I'm nervous. Mm. You can be I can't retrieve it, but I'm, yeah. You know what? We're nervous you can't retrieve it, too. <laughs> so that makes three of us. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, everyone. There's the podcast. Thank you for making it to the end. Have a great one. We'll see you later on. Bye. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt. Get that fun feeling in the morning. B105.